your sporting news, reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Good afternoon and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday evening, the Friday, sorry, <laughs> Monday, your Friday, the 17th of November. Uh, well, we're just getting to the end of the week. That's kind of the feeling uh, that we are getting. Uh, Good evening to you, Jason Evans. No words needed, Sam. And good evening to you, Jerrion. Good evening, Sam. How's it going? Uh, good. And then uh, we've still got one more. He's uh, Liam Cole we haven't heard of yet, so uh, he's might you know, be out, he's out there. He's, he's out there. He's with us in <laughs> He's on his way. Um, so, yes, a big show ahead. Uh, of, co- of course, we're into our second week of the AFLW Finals. Uh, the Cricket World Cup uh, we've got coming up as well. The massive. Oh, Australia going so well. After an interesting start to cricket this this year, um, we're coming out pretty good with the ODIs, we would say, this far. The yes? semi-final was, in, was fun last night. Uh, Jerry and I will be breaking that down a little bit later. Yep. Uh, of course, we've got Jason's uh, hockey to preview as well. The NBL and NBA. Um, and then a bit of wrap-up of what's going on this week, which we'll go straight into. Uh, but a reminder, a big event is happening with Sin this weekend, Save Sin Fest. Um, at, it's called the Final Sprint to Save Our Station at 2 to 10pm at the Evelyn Hotel on Sunday, featuring Squid the Kid, uh, Tamara and the Dreams, uh, Fran Japan, Holly Hebe, uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing these wrong, uh, Imi Awusu, Armanita, Robert, Baxter, Mon Franco, plus some Sin DJs. All proceeds help Save Sin, which is the campaign we've been talking about for, for how many weeks now? Since um, October, early October. Yeah. Because six that, weeks now. Reason being is that at one point Sin was uh, believed to have only about six weeks left on air if uh, due to some star, a dire circumstances financially. But uh, at this point now, givenow.com.au forward slash save Sin. What yep. are we sitting at donations wise? Uh, 56897 so we can keep that going. Remember, if you donate uh, during our show on air tonight, uh, we'll read it out. So givenow.com.au slash savesin. And then, yes, check out the Save Sin Fest at the Evelyn Hotel on Sunday. All right. Get, get on down. straight into the news. And big one off the, off the straight off the press, uh, AFLW coach, um, Hawthorne AFLW coach Beck, Goddard has announced she is retired from coaching effective immediately uh, from the Hawthorne Football Club being their inaugural coach. Uh, well, that's pretty shock to the system. Jerry? Yeah, considering Beck Goddard coached for Adelaide for the first few seasons and now she's been doing really well with Hawthorne. Yeah, it's a shame to see her go so abruptly after. Well, Hawks narrowly missed finals by, I think, one or two games. So besides that, they've had... They've had Beck Goddard for the past two seasons now, so interesting there, Sam. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, I think a shock to the AFLW world. That's the second uh, coach to be gone this week. After Nathan Burke, I believe, from yep. Western Bulldogs got sacked as well. Yep, confirmed he's parted ways uh, in a club statement from the Bulldogs released on Wednesday afternoon. After careful consideration, the club has decided to move in a different direction heading into next season as we strive for sustained success in all aspects of our women's football program. Uh, The CEO said Nathan has played a significant role in the club's journey within the AFLW and we're thankful for his strong contribution over the past five seasons. He became our first full-time coach after leading the team to finals at the end of 2022 and has developed a strong relationship 
uh, with the staff and players during this tenure. Uh, the Bulldogs finished last on the AFLW ladder in 2023 after making finals the previous season. Interesting. They came seventh. Oh, hang on. Let me introduce you. Mike's not on yet because he's only just walked in. But he he did come seventh in 2022, so a little bit harsh maybe, coming finals and then, uh, you know, getting the sack. Good evening to you, Liam. Okay, Sam. Okay. <laughs> that, friends, is what we call teleportation. <laughs> uh, yes, and then maybe your thoughts then on what we were just initially talking about uh, with Beck Goddard leaving. Did you? Yes, she's wow. just... breaking news. Yes, breaking news. <laughs> it she's is breaking news. Re- announced okay. her retirement uh, effective immediately from coaching. Well, she's been a very good coach. She coached Adelaide, didn't she, and uh, won a premiership with the team and then had a little break. So, yeah, I think the players highly regard... Uh, her at both clubs, so um, good luck to her and her future. Yep. Okay. Uh, staying on footy, because I feel like we will talk about this in depth now, uh, but just quickly on Elijah Hollands, Jerry. Yeah, so Elijah Hollands, um, AFL released a statement just today saying that he's been banned for the first two AFL games. It comes after he was caught with illicit substances during the off-season, so it's just another um, layer of AFL's added, because previously in the past with these substance, um, you know, issues. Bailey Smith has been suspended in, in the past about it, and a few other players have. So, yeah, the AFL cracking down on cocaine usage. Uh, yes, um, and uh, opening ra- opening round, and the AFL fixture has been dropped. Uh, some <laughs> mixed reviews during the week. Um, uh, we'll get to the rest of the round, uh, the rest of the seasons. Uh, kind of dealings next, but just first off the bat with the opening round zero that we have been talking about being maybe a potential, but uh, what are your thoughts initially, Liam? Uh, It's a little bit weird, isn't it? So Carlton, for example, they play in, let's say, round zero, and then they get to play round one. So if they play against uh, a team who hasn't played already, will they be better off, maybe? Match hardened? Yeah, it's an interesting one. and I, I think the decipher that I heard some people say this week, like, I mean, will be people be able to tell that these these aren't preseason games because mm-hmm. it's not the traditional round one fixture? Will people get confused with that? So, uh, just going off the top to, uh, so yeah, it starts off as kind of a split round for the first couple of weeks. Um, if I can find it here, and gather round is not round five this time. It's going to be round four. Mm. Very good, Jason. Uh, but keep going while I find it. <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah. Every week has a Thursday game. For the first 14 rounds, Some I believe. Around about there. Three more from last year. And I think Sam Edmund from SEN said after those 14 Thursday night games in a row, there won't be any for the rest of the season until maybe finals. Okay, so yeah, here it is. Uh, opening round, so aka round zero which is effectively for premiership points. Sydney will play Melbourne at the SCG on uh, Thursday night. Friday night will be Carlton um, and Brisbane at the Gabba at 7.40. Saturday will be Gold Coast Suns um, and Richmond at 4.20. 
And then the Giants and Collingwood will be playing from the Giants Stadium 7.30 on Sunday night. So only four games. And so there's buys in the <laughs> round before we've even started playing yet, which is a bit a I'm bit surprised to one. see the Gabba on there too because it did strike to me as a gather round light based in Sydney this opening round zero. Yeah, well, they're just – the AFL is trying to cash in on NRL yeah, being NRL in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> But they're still going to the Gabba, which, oh, yeah, NRL country, I guess. Good games, though. Will be good to see Dimmer and Sam his old team. I just, yes. I just don't know how I feel about the, the buys being this early because this little... Round two, round three, round five and round six uh, have buys, correct? Yes. So at least, so Brisbane and Carlton have a buy in round two, Gold Coast and Giants in round three. Round four is gather round, so there's none. But round five and round six, so you don't you don't want to be having you want to have the um, mid season. You don't. I think yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. And then mm. I know it eventually it's all going to even itself out by the end of the end of the season. But you're right about teams being yes, okay, they're preseason games, but yes, there'll be teams who have played for premierships points before other teams have. It'll be perplexing, but we're looking at at this as probably a one off, aren't we, Liam? Oh, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of injuries and a lot of people managed over the season. So it should be interesting given there's no buyers mid-year for all the clubs. Um, should be really interesting. And the footage coverage doesn't stop even though we're in off-season, Sam. Goodness me, Monday we're going to be sitting here previewing the draft. Yes, no, it is exciting time, the draft. I uh, saw a couple of photos on Instagram today of uh, some AFL greats in their, their early days. Um, just yes, it's a it's a funny look at uh, where it all be- begins. Uh, the draft night, very special. Some young some young kids this week probably are very nervous sitting there, going, "Well, you know, thinking about if they'll get their name read out next week." So it'll be night of the humble and plenty of humility. It'll be a great night. <laughs> <laughs> you going, Jason? No. <laughs> Gotta love alliteration, don't you, on the sports desk? Oh, it's it's, it's funny because I still don't expect it. He still throws random cats out of the I bag, like doesn't he, Jason? No, I respect that, Jason. No, it's nice. It's nice. That's what I'm here to do. Throw the cat amongst the pigeons. What's our first song, Sam? Uh, well, we've still got some stories. We still have more news. Yes, no, we've got I plenty of news. Getting too excited. No, no, plenty of news. Uh, so yes, exciting fixture, and and unhappy with the Blues. Got a fair amount of Friday nights now, deservedly. Some Richmond fans mm. upset, but uh, look, they can't yeah. complain. The Tigers are yeah. back in their cage a little bit now. <laughs> Don't get too cocky, Sam. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking he's going to go off about Collingwood again because how many MCG games they'll probably be getting. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's, I've wound yeah, up the doll. <laughs> I I can't argue that. Like Eddie McGuire put it in those contracts years ago. That you can't argue with that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You did have a few stories that you thought would make myself and Jerry laugh. What did you have for us? He, he, just to context this, everybody. He said, "Oh, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna save this one." So what are you gonna talk about? No, 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 no. Save it for on air. What is yes. it, Sam? Uh, it's an interesting story here. Um, and I think one that might uh, affect Jerry personally, uh, as he's passionate about running, uh, a long-distance runner um, in Scotland gets a 12-month ban for using a vehicle in the ultramarathon. <laughs> wow. Yeah, surely you wouldn't be using one in an ultra because <laughs> the point of an ultra is you're meant to be running. So, Yes, it, 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 the word cheating comes to mind when I think of this. Like, it's yes. a fair amount of... Like we we just talked about how 
not too long ago, the Melbourne Marathon was amazing and all the amazing achievements that people put into it. And it seems this person, um, data from the tracking system uh, at the Great Britain Ultras Manchester to Liverpool showed uh, that Zaweski, who re- represented Scotland in the marathon at the 2014 Commonwealth Games, so not only it's not just a random runner, this is an Jeez. athlete used a car for a four-kilometre stretch for the race. So I don't know. <laughs> she thought, you know what? My legs are really tired. Let I see the car. I'm just going to hold on for 4Ks. I don't mind it. Just uh, got caught. <laughs> got caught. Oh, no. Oh, well, no, no. But she apparently, it says here, she, the 47-year-old who was stripped of her third place claimed she had informed, she, so she come third, uh, had formed a raced officials about having been in the car and finished in the race in a non-competitive way. <laughs> she was honest. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, uh, I don't know how to answer that. It's just, uh, why are you running? Like She collected a trophy as well. Oh, that's good. Happy ending. No, no. <laughs> Not happy. Uh, I think ultra marathons, are like, they're tremendous for anyone that does that. Um, and so to be fair enough. Two people in this room have completed so, it. Jerry, how long is the ultra marathon? So anywhere above 50 kilometres is an ultra marathon. Okay. So, that so she hasn't done 4Ks out of f- potentially 50. Yeah. Not good enough. <laughs> uh, if we had our chickens, we could chicken that. But oh yeah, yeah we, we, we don't have them in the room. We'll bring them back into the room when we come back. <laughs> when we come back, we will come back. We'll say you'll well, hear we've a still wonderful got a couple song. More stories. Yeah, yeah. But we'll come back from a song, and then we'll say, "Remember that athlete earlier who took the uh, took a vehicle in that uh, marathon?" Yeah, all right. We'll do that. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen will head back to the United States in December to work again with reconditioning specialists. Uh, Bill knows he spent the time with Naus uh, in Philadelphia early this year as part of his, re- his recovery from a fractured kneecap and has opted to fund the latest trip himself as he targets a round one return. By all accounts, he'll be backed uh, re- running by January and everything going well. He's every chance to be ready for round one. So, Well, he's an important player, isn't he? So Storm's sort of stormed out, I should say, of the final campaign. And uh, Pappenhausen is a great player and he was missed. So uh, good news there. Yep. The World Cup qualifiers uh, continued here uh, last night. The uh, Australia defeated Bangladesh a massive 7-0 at Mm. Amy Park. Uh, Harry Sutar with the first goal, Brandon Borello, with the second, Mitch Duke then came in with a brace and then Jamie McLaren finished off with a hat-trick. Yeah, a few yeah. of them were tap-ins, but... Fair, hey, fair goal's a goal. Goal's a goal. We'll take it. Yeah, 7-0, that's, <laughs> that's a statement in itself because we've been them 4-0, 3-0 in the past, but not 7-0, so it just shows our talent we have. They're not renowned for their football, are they, Bangladesh, though? More so their cricket. More yeah. cricket. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I mean, this, this far away from the World Cup... This is the kind of talent that we're going to come up against, but it makes makes us wonder. Like I know, I know this is the side of the world that we're on that we're going to be playing against, but it makes me think. When I wish that we were playing tougher opponents this far out out as well, because yeah, that's it's one of those things. Practicing before World Cup, essentially. But in saying that, we did we did just play England a couple of weeks mm. ago, 
and that was That's good. True. So, uh, well done to the Socceroos. It is international break this weekend, so no Premier League or A League. You uh, sure? Yes, I am 100% <laughs> sure. But there is Women's <laughs> Super League, uh, so match week seven. Um, so Chelsea and Liverpool will play. The Manchester Derby will be on Monday morning. Um, Everton, Bristol on Sunday. So some big, big matches in the Women's Super League to look out for. Have we spoken about Chelsea yet, Sam? No, but if you want to do it now, we'll do it now. Okay, so Chelsea Football Club could be facing a Premier League points deduction after leaked files revealed a series of illegal payments during Roman Abramovich's tenure as club owner. So it's good that the Premier League or whatever, the FIFA are, you know, honing down on clubs who are a bit dodgy, Sam. Interesting. All right. We better get to our first song and then we'll come back and we'll talk about all the amazing sport that's coming up this weekend. This, of course, is the Sports Desk on Sin. D-Mob Happy on the Sports Desk. Uh, You're a dead man, honey. This is the Sports Desk on your Friday (laughs) evening. (laughs) What was that? Liam really enjoyed that one. Um, mm. Uh, before we talk about AFLW, a couple of extra stories here um, before we get into the second week of finals. Football Australia and Nike are excited to announce a 10-year contract extension that will push their long-standing partnership uh, into an impressive third decade, the longest of Nike's federation and club partnership in Australia. Um, and another story here. For the first time ever, the Melbourne Stars will host a standalone WBBL game at the MCG on Saturday, November 25th at 6.10, it will mark the first women's cricket match at the venue since Australia's win at the T20 World Cup final in front of 86,000 fans. Now, isn't that a good little omen? It is very good. They've been playing at the Junction Oval, the uh, stars for most of the tournament, so it's great experience, and um, hopefully we can get a crowd there. I think it might be against the Renegades. It would have to be against the Renegades. That I'd, would be my I'd question, so, wouldn't yeah. it? Because that's how you get the big numbers of the MCG for domestic cricket, yeah. right? Yep. Stars v Renegades? Great. Yep. 100%. All right. AFLW. And be warned for any controversial opinions because guess what's back in the studio? <laughs> We've got the chickens back. Uh, they've, they've probably been the best um, best highlight of this of this sports desk era this of this year. It'll be forever uh, remembered as the chicken era. <laughs> the chicken oh, yeah. era. All right. Okay. Kicking off this weekend. So Saturday... Uh, at Norwood Oval, Adelaide will take on Sydney in the first semi-final at 7.45pm. And then on Sunday, Melbourne uh, will take on the Geelong Cats at Icon Park, 3.05pm. The first game, Liam, what do we think about Adelaide and Sydney? It's definitely a danger game. I mean, Adelaide lost their first game at Norwood Oval uh, last week. So it's usually a fortress for them. It's going to be tough for the Swans, but if a player like Chloe Malloy can play like she did against the Gold Coast, I think there's definitely a chance. I think it'll be tough because Marinoff is averaging 27 touches and then Hatchard is averaging 25. So Adelaide's midfield is their strong suit. And if those two can come out firing, I think Sydney will get, will get in trouble here. Well, they had more inside 50s uh, to Brisbane, 35 to 26, but still lost. So if they can improve their efficiency going inside 50, I think there'll be a big chance, the Adelaide Crows. 
Adelaide, yep. Sydney, uh, interesting too, as you mentioned, Chloe Malloy. In scoring form, we mentioned on Monday uh, that amazing bit of uh, revenge to the crowd after getting mm. heckled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, isn't it? Uh, but yes, no, 17 points a win uh, for Sydney in their last game and uh, Brisbane by two over Adelaide. So interesting to see how they'll take that in. Uh Sydney just coming in in eighth spot in the final, so just just creeping in there. Uh, but Melbourne and Geelong, what do we feel about that one? I'm feeling an upset. Geelong might win. I think Chris Park is, is on another level for Geelong right now, averaging 25 touches per game. And Geelong's disposal efficiency is one of their best, so they averaged 70% disposal efficiency last week against um, Essendon. So I think if they can set the tone early, they could be a chance against Melbourne, who struggled against the Roos with scoring. Yeah, it was a big win, wasn't it, uh, for North Melbourne? They lost by 41 points, Melbourne. It might hurt their confidence. And Geelong, they've got nothing to lose. Melbourne's efficiency going inside 50 was 28%, 10 shots from 35 entries. So they really need to uh, get that right, for sure. And Press Parkers, she was fantastic. Um, She's got great pace and very versatile off the ground, Sam. Yeah, no, looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be good to see another big crowd at Icon Park um, on Sunday for that 3.05, that one. It's it's really turned out um, really well, all the upgrades that they've done at Icon Park, and it's become a really good home for AFLW. Certainly has, Sam. And right in the middle of Carlton's, you know, well, <laughs> it used to be Carlton's Fortress back in the day. Icon Park. Yes, yes, when, when they played games there. When they um, were using brown paper bags. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's he oh, was that before? Was the off season. That was Waverly, wasn't it? Oh, jeez. What's going on? Snippy limbs returning. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know if it's just his Friday attitude. Interesting. Well, his Monday uh, attitude wasn't much better, was it? No. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. <laughs> we're getting we're getting a bit loose at the end of the. It's almost the end it of the happens. year. Yeah. Oh yes. It's been a long year. Uh, so that's AFLW. Um, also coming up, uh, still to talk about uh, the Cricket World Cup, uh, Australia to breaking down what's going to be a massive game this weekend, um, and then also uh, we've got oh yes. Jason's ice hockey and NBA about. and NBL. Yes, and the, yes, yeah, the basketball. basketball. Uh, plenty of that to talk about. Uh, but a reminder: yes, the Save Our Sin campaign. Uh, six weeks we've been talking about it now. It's been um, really an emergency for the station uh, to stay alive, losing some uh, crucial funding. Uh, so we need your help if you can. Give now. slash save sin. Um, if you donate during the show, we'll read it out. And then leading into that is the massive Save Sin Fest that's happening on Sunday at the Evelyn Hotel uh, in Fitzroy. So if you're doing nothing on Sunday, come down to the gig. Um, plenty of amazing bands and DJs. We've actually got um, an announcement to make at the end of the show regarding the Sin Fest. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Sam, but are you DJing? Maybe for a little oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out later on in the show. One thing yes. I do want to say, let's send an incredible thank you to everyone who has already sent the 56,000. Yes. What's the precise figure again, Sam? 56,897. 56, to everyone wow. who contributed to that over the last six weeks, seriously, our profound thanks to that. Thank that you. is thank a you. 
monumental achievement to even reach that. And for anyone who is helping contribute to increase that goal, uh, it really does speak volumes of how much sin is meant to the us as a community, mm. as, as our as volunteers and contributors, and that it does leave an impact. Thinking, wow, we are leaving a bit of a impact to people who are listening in. You know, people are listening in and appreciating what we are doing, and that shouldn't be lost on any of us in this room too. Yes. No, very, very important. Thank so, you. Thank you very much. So that's save sin. Uh, so, sorry. GiveNow.com.au forward slash save sin. There we go. Any donation above $2 is tax deductible as well. All right. Cricket next. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. Body Talks, the struts on the sports desk on Sin on your Friday evening. And then even... Kesha featured in that. I didn't even know. And I didn't know you were a struts fan, Sam. How long have you been into them? Uh, I heard about them when they came to Melbourne, I reckon it was about four or five years ago, and they did a free gig at the the Cherry Bar, I think, or ACDC, somewhere close by. Yeah, yeah, they're not bad. I only got into them during the week, actually. I listened to their first two records. They're really good. What about Kesha? Timber? Timber, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah this place about classic. to blow. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. No, no, I liked that one back in the day uh, when I was a little kid. That was a good song. my dark past. All right. <laughs> no, recommend uh, to everyone out there is our music recommendation of the day. Listen to the Struts. Good band. All right. Time for the Cricket World Cup. Come on, Ozzie, come, come on, some gusto. Come on. Come on. Aussie, come, come on. Yes, so Australia had a brilliant win last night in the semi-final, beating South Africa by three wickets. It got tight at the end with some tight bowling by Maharaj and Tibu Shamsi, but Josh Inglis held steady with 28, which was doesn't sound great, but it was crucial, him and Smith's partnership. And But the damage was done with outstanding bowling by Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark as the Aussies' attitude in the field set the tone early. So in the first eight overs of the game, South Africa were one for seven off eight overs. So 48 balls, they were only on seven. So... That's unheard of. That's test cricket stuff. So. What's even more impressive too, Liam, Stark, three for 34, one maiden over. Hazelwood, two for 12, three maidens as well. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Tidy. Yeah, and the dot ball pressure got the better of inform Quinton de Kock, Rassie van der Dusen and Aidan Markram falling for single figures. But it was the David Miller century, 101 of 116 balls that got the Proteas to a competitive score of 212, Jason. That was um, some great batting. That will that will go down as one of the greats. Uh, fantastic. And he played Zampa very well. There was a big challenge, and I did want to ask you, why do you reckon Cummins was making those decisions to bring Zampa back to the crease with Miller when he was kind of throwing him across the park? Well, I think runs wasn't an issue, and I think if they got Miller and Clarsen early, which they didn't, I mean, you could have knocked this tail over Maharaj and Kortsia very quickly. Uh, Jansen got out first ball. So um, I liked the thinking it was aggressive, but um, I think Zampa could have bowled a little bit better. But, um, yeah. Maxwell was bowling quite well as well. He didn't quite get that wicket, but you could see the determination on his face. He, 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 there was points he's covering his hat because he's that passionate yeah. about not getting that wicket. And he didn't get fielding. it, but he did. Yeah, fielding outstanding, well. and he's had a really good uh, tournament with the bat and ball. So, two hundred obviously, and he's bowling really economical, which is good. A missed DRS that South Africa could have utilised. There wasn't necessarily a caught behind for one of Cummins' wickets of three for fifty-one. 
Maybe they'll come back to brew that. It was a caught behind given out, but it missed the bat and it mostly more hit the uh, tricep area. It was the shoulder area of uh, the bat. So that's a bit of a rude opportunity there. But I would say in the Australian innings, Liam, mm. uh, the DRS played to the benefit of Australia and to the downfall as Marnus Labashane showed with 18 off 31. He One went his way, umpire's call. Really? Yes. Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe he got LBW'd and it was offline but hitting, so it went to umpire's call, which was not out. But mm-hmm. then he got dismissed on an LBW umpire's call, but it was given out. So that was a bit unlucky for him. Great work by Warner and Head, however, naught yep. for 60 off the, the first yep, six first overs. Six. So that really set the tone, uh, eased the pressure of the middle-order batsman. And, uh, you know, credit to South Africa, though. They didn't give up, and it got pretty tight there. It was an onslaught. left. Yep. Yes, and it was an onslaught in that middle order of spin. Yeah, it was a really good pitch for bowling as well. Co- very, very good. Kotsi, two, uh, Kotsi, two for 47. Shamsi, two for 42. Maharaj, one for 24. And Makran, one for 23. And a maiden. Mm, they've been pretty good, South Africa. But again, it's another finals loss. They haven't won a World Cup in their history, even though their teams and the players they've produced over the past three decades have been unbelievable, but can't quite get it together. And that's Quinton de Kock's last game of ODI cricket. He's now a T20 specialist, so it'll be really interesting to see him in the Big Bash this year. So should we go to Wednesday's match? Yeah, what happened with India and New Zealand? Yep, so India beat the Kiwis in Mumbai by 70 runs. It was an absolute road, Jason. I'm not sure if you saw it, but... Rohit Sharma was seen telling the curators to cut the grass off the pitch, which is extremely strange for an ICC World Tournament. I'm not sure you should be doctoring the pitches when, you know, it's not... Yes, you are playing in India at home, but it should be uh, fair for everyone. Speaking of Rohit, he set the tone early with 47 from 29 and then a 163-run partnership between Kohli and Aya both notching up centuries, his 50th ODI century, that kind of set the tone with also Shuman Gill being not out from 80, uh, 66 balls there. Um, what are your thoughts on that one, Liam? Yeah, so Virat Kohli's had a great tournament. He overtook Quinton de Kock as the leading run scorer with 117 uh, on Wednesday night. And then I uh, 105 off 70. He hit some really big balls in a small ground, to be fair, but... You have to real, feel really bad for the bowlers. Only four wickets in that innings. They made 397 in that innings, just the four runs. And basically everyone who batted made runs, big runs. Yeah, also Mohamed Shami chipped in seven for 57. That's a phenomenal um, record there. And it just shows he's 36 years of age. He's still yeah. got lots in the tank for the final. Well, hopefully not. But yeah. Yeah, well, Mitchell's partnership with Williamson was pretty key because... Williamson had 69 off 73, and then Mitchell made 134 from 119, but unfortunately it wasn't enough to yeah, get them over the line. Daryl Mitchell was fantastic, and credit to Williamson, who's coming off an ACL that he suffered in the IPL this year. Um, they built a really good partnership, and um, you know they gave it a red-hot crack, chasing a massive score. But um, as I spoke before a couple of weeks ago, Tom Latham just shouldn't be in the team. He got out uh, for a duck. He's just... I don't know. I feel like Devin Conway and Glenn Phillips, who can keep, I feel like they should keep and maybe get Jimmy Neesham um, with some, you know, bigger power hitting at the end, which they needed, but they didn't get it. And with that, Sam, we ask this to Liam. The final. It's India v Australia. 
Sunday night? Yes. Sunday, 7.30. Give us the tail of the tape. Oh, it should be a cracker. I think India should win, but this uh, would be probably the biggest choke of all time if they lost this one. They All of their players are in the prime of their careers. Mohamed Shami, I mean, their bowling lineup. Shami, Bumrah. who's the leading uh, wicket-taker, he hasn't even played all the games. I think he missed the first three. Bumrah, Mohamed Suraj, and then you've got Jadeja and Kuldeep Yadav. Ravi Ashwin can't even get in the team. They're that good. So I feel like India should win. But, I mean, they've got nothing to lose Australia. And if they bowl like they did and feel like they did, definitely worth a crack. The Atomic Battle of Ahmedabad. It's going to be an exciting final. It's going to be huge. 130,000 expected. to think. Like, only... Was it last year's final that was at the G? Uh, Yep. That was Pakistan and England. So it wasn't as big, but... Yeah, but it doesn't get bigger than India. No, it doesn't. Um, should be a ripper. If, if I, I think that'd be pretty impressive if we can get a away win, especially against the home, yeah. having the tournament there. They're um, unbeaten as well, so we'll have to wait. And they're great in World Cups as well. The uh, on Google, the win probability for uh, the game is sixty-seven percent India. That's Australia fair. only 33%. So Not sure who's making advantage. those predictions, but uh, <laughs> Mr. Google. Is it more even than that then? What's that? It should be more even than that then, win probability. No, I think that's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it could be 50-50, let's be honest. But um, I think their bowling lineup, India, will probably be too strong. All right. It all happens in Ahmedabad. Here we go. Come on, Rossi, come on. Come, come on. Come on. All right, now it's time for Jason's NHL. Is it now? Mm-hmm. Hooray! The Oilers are actually winning now. This is good. On Tuesday, 4-1 over New York Islanders, and yesterday they won an overtime against the Kraken. That's fantastic. Got to bring up the uh, Anaheim Ducks, or the artist formerly known as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, named yep. after the film. Of course, On yes. Wednesday, 3-2 over Nashville. <laughs> do, do, have you seen that film? No. Come on. That's a must-watch. Yesterday, Colorado defeated Anaheim to end a bit of a, a good run that they had 8-2. That's a bit sad. Vancouver continuing to impress. 4-3 overtime against the Islanders, who are having a very bad start at the moment. Vancouver, by the way, have now overtaken Vegas in the Pacific Division uh, standings. They're on top now, Sam. Today, Global Series game took place in Sweden, which Liam Senators defeated the Detroit Red Wings yes. 5-4. They do still currently sit at the bottom of the Atlantic Division, but they are one game off from getting offered, and I hope they do. They're quite charming. New Jersey Devils defeating Pittsburgh Penguins 5-3. Calgary, who have also had a bit of a struggling start, defeat the informed Canucks 5-2 earlier today. Vegas Golden Knights, uh, however, still trundling along quite nicely with a win over Montreal 6-5. Don't normally do too many previews on this part of the uh, program in the NHL uh, review, which is what we like to call it, but we'll do some previewing of some interesting games that are coming up this weekend. Tomorrow there's only three, in which the Maple Leafs take on the Red Wings, the Ducks take on Jerry's Panthers, and the Winnipeg Jacks take on the Buffalo Sabres. Sunday, Ottawa take on the Minnesota Wild, so Liam, I'm sure, will be tuning into that. Tampa Bay Lightning versus Edmonton, Dallas versus Colorado, some playoff caliber names will be uh, locking locking heads there. And, of course, who loves a good New York rivalry? Or New York, New Jersey, Devils versus Rangers this Sunday. That is uh, the things that caught my eye in the NHL, Sam. All right, still some basketball to talk about ahead, Uh, the NBA and NBL, of course. Um, And then all the other things that are happening this weekend in the world of sports. 
Um, all coming up next on the Sports Desk on Sin. Take a picture, filter on the Sports Desk on your Friday evening on Sin, of course, um, which is pretty poignant at the moment. We're talking about Save Our Sin, Save the Station, uh, dire need of um, some fundraising to stay alive in its 20th year. It's at risk uh, at closing down, so um, we've helped raise almost almost 57000 uh so far. Uh, so thank you again to all people who've donated. And you still uh, have 10 minutes to donate now and we can read you out and end. Thank you personally. Yes, givenow.com.au uh, slash save sin, S-Y-N. Um, yeah, it's it, it's been um, pretty dire. Uh, and we're six weeks into this now, but uh, remember first reading uh, the email that we had to do this campaign, otherwise there was a chance that the station could close for good and uh, it was not a nice feeling reading that um, after being here for so long and uh, so yes it is important that we keep the station alive uh, if you can uh, and willing can donate at givenow.com.au or alternatively there is a massive event this weekend this Sunday at the Evelyn Hotel in uh, Fitzroy from 2 o'clock to 10pm bands and DJs all funds raised uh, for, uh, for SIN for the campaign. DJ Manhattan. Liam's hit a bullseye. We have an announcement to make, don't we, Sam? Yeah, if, yep, yep. <laughs> if you come early enough, <laughs> uh, I'm throwing in my hat in the ring as part of the Sin DJ. So he, here a bit of me on the decks. Um, DJ yeah. Manchester. Please stop saying that because that's <laughs> not a, a thing. It's a good name. Manchester. No, it's not. It's a mixture of your name and your love for Man City. Yeah, it doesn't work. I won't be using that. <laughs> He gets a test How that early are we deep. talking? Two o'clock? Three o'clock? Is the well, if you're there, Liam, if you're there, Liam, <laughs> you need to come down. <laughs> Evelyn Hotel uh, in Fitzroy, Save Sin Fest. It's called the Final Sprint. Uh, you can get your tickets online. Uh, yes, this Sunday. Don't miss it. It's going to be good. You'll see Sam and he's most happy, by the way. He really loves it. So we, he would really appreciate it if you come on down and check out his set. <laughs> <laughs> I've not told him to say that. He's Help just saying that. We're helping a mate out. Isn't that yes, right, Jerry? Yeah, That's are. what we're doing. We're helping our mate out. He's had a happy year this oh, yeah. year. Completed the treble. Carlton made it's a true. prelim. It's very and true. And now here he is uh, strutting his stuff, the DJ deck. All right. Okay, enough of me. Enough of me. Uh, basketball time. Yeah, so lots happened yesterday with the NBA. So the Celtics defeated the Sixers 117-107. Tatum 29, White 27. And then we got the Mavs defeating Wizards 130-117. to It was Luka Doncic showed double-double, 26 points, 10 assists. And then you got the Bucks defeating Raptors 128-112. to Double-double from Dame Lillard, 37 points, 13 assists. Beasley dropping 30 as well with Giannis out. So that was huge from the Bucks. Rebounding after their loss last week. And then the Knicks defeated the Hawks 116 and 114 with Julius Randle dropping 29, 10 rebounds, Brunson with 24. And then today we only had two games. So the Heat defeated the Nets 122 to 115. Jimmy Butler with 36, Robinson 26, and Ado Bayor with 20. So it's rare you see three players in a team with 20 plus points, but we saw that yesterday. Or today, sorry. And then the Thunder defeated the Warriors 128 to 109 with. Gilkis Alexander, a double-double, 24 points, 7 assists. Um, I believe we have some NBL to cover as well. Jace. 
Uh, we do have NBL to cover. Week 8 kicked off yesterday, and uh, we had two games happen. New Zealand Breakers uh, versus the Jack Chumbers, in which the Breakers got the five-point win, 97-92. Perth Wildcats defeating the Cairns Taipans, 88-80. And this is a fun little week ahead, actually. We've got the 36ers taking on the South East Melbourne Phoenix, 7.30 tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Cairns versus the Tasmania Jack Jumpers tomorrow, which that, that, that'll be cool. Let's see how they recover from that loss. Brisbane versus Perth also tomorrow. Sunday, now this is going to be the fun one. New Zealand Breakers versus Illawarra. So we've got the bottom of the table on Sunday in that one. And then we've got the very top of the table, Melbourne United versus Sydney Kings. They're going very, very strong, Melbourne United. They're going really well. Um, uh, I think they sit top of the table right now. They were able to win yep. the Melbourne throwdown last week, as we talked about. Travelling along beautifully and... As we talked about, I think most recently, Sydney were able to pile on 15 uncontested points to get their win over Brisbane last week, and they sit in the top four as well at the table right now. So it's these are going to be this is going to be a very exciting game on Sunday. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Almost halfway through the season, uh, mm. so it's, things really heating up. But yes, Melbourne United definitely, um, and, and then the Jack Jumpers climbing up. Remember they had that amazing first year. And then maybe a couple disappointing ones since then, but uh, see what what they can do. I'm just fascinated by the breakers because I believe it was uh, them that were the runners up this this year, especially after coming from a season where they were either damn near or quite literally wooden spoon, and now here they are at the bottom of the table again. Hopefully they can recover with that there. Uh, Liam, Jerry, Sam, that That's was the it. NBL. That was the sports desk. Go see Sam DJ on Sunday. <laughs> Not just me. All the amazing, wonderful no, no, people. No, you're the main event. And oh, please <laughs> stop. Stop. Really. And we're really reviewing the good. draft on Monday. Yes, oh, the draft. Previewing. Oh. Uh, yes, we'll be back on Monday, of course, and Friday. Till the end of the year. We'll, we'll tell you when we're finishing up uh, very soon. Uh, but until then, enjoy your weekend. Save Sin Fest on Sunday.